Welcome into the next episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Andel. And in this episode, I will have a special guest on a reoccurring special guest on my podcast, Big A Sports Show. Mark Trunk will join me as we will be doing a play-in tournament for the NBA preview as those games uh, start tomorrow night. Uh, as we'll get into more details on those very soon. Uh, but first and foremost, continued thanks to my awesome audience uh, that always uh, listens to my podcast and continue to uh, spread the word as much as you can about it. I'm always looking to continue to increase my amount of consistent listeners. The support so far has been outstanding. I look forward to get even better. So thank you um, for that. But anyways, uh, I did want to continue with my podcast. Uh, as always, uh, whenever I can, I, I pump out as much content as possible. So we will be doing the NBA play-in tournament uh, as the playoffs are right around the corner for the NBA, and they're doing a play-in tournament. So the play-in tournament, this is the first year that they're doing it in the NBA, kind of a little bit of a uh, mix-up, change-up, uh, new way that Adam Silver, the commissioner of the, the NBA, is kind of thinking innovatively uh, to uh, continue to increase the amount of attention towards the NBA. Uh, it's always been great as far as the amount of attention, but they're always looking for ways to could make it even better so uh what the playing tournament essentially is is two games in each conference and it's a seven versus eight matchup for seeds and a nine versus ten and the seven versus eight winner advances automatically the to the playoff round and the loser plays the winner of the nine versus ten matchup so that's how it works all the other seeds are locked in uh, to, to where they are, uh, one through six in each conference. Uh, but the seven, eight, nine, ten for each conference are kind of in this play in tournament. So without further ado, we will get right into it. And the Hornets versus the Pacers, uh, that happens tomorrow at 530 Central Time. And the Hornets are a team that have Lamella Ball. Uh, they're First round draft pick uh, in this past year's draft, obviously one of Lonzo Ball's brothers. Very good point guard, young player, uh, does great things. And then they also have Terry Rozier and Miles Bridges. Those are kind of their headline players. Uh, and then they also have other players uh, that contribute definitely. And they're 23rd in offense, 13th in defense. And they've had some struggles on offense. Gordon Hayward, uh, they're off-season addition, I believe, this past year before the season started, or maybe the year before, uh, signed with them. Kind of a shocker. It was this past year, to uh, fact check. It was this past year on Gordon Hayward's contract uh, with the Hornets, uh, one of Michael Jordan, uh, the the owners, I believe, in, in the Hornets uh, franchise, uh, made, a, made a big push for Gordon Hayward to sign uh, with the Hornets as he was – Sounded like he was going to re-up with the Boston Celtics, but the Hornets made a late push and brought him to 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 play with them. So that's kind of a rundown on the Hornets and the Pacers. They're sixth in offense. They're 25th in defense. They've had lots of injuries, including uh, Malcolm Brogdon, the former Milwaukee Buck, uh, has been hurt. Aaron Holiday has been hurt. Karis LeVert has been hurt, and Edmund Sumner has been hurt. They have guys, though, like DeMontis Sabonis is very good for them and a few other players uh, that definitely uh, fit into what they do, their style of play. Nate Jorkren, their first-year head coach, 
uh, has done an, a pretty solid job so far. I believe earlier in the season he was really good. Uh, and then kind of towards the middle half, later half of the season, it was kind of up and down, which for any team, that's how it is. But there was kind of rumors from ESPN and from other sources in the media that said, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically saying uh, ahead of the hire, they made a great hire and everything like that. Uh, but the, there's been kind of some rumblings, and this is paraphrasing here again, that maybe it's a little bit of a divided locker room. I've heard that from uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN as well as others. Uh, so we'll see kind of how their chemistry is going into this uh, tournament. And obviously those some of those um, – a lot of those reports come from credible sources and those people like Wojnarowski and Shams Charney and a bunch of other people. But there's also some other sources from less credible sources, aside from those people I mentioned, uh, that they're, they're just rumors and it, it depends if that's true or not. Uh, a, a lot of this, that stuff kind of gets out um, before it should uh, kind of, that's how it goes nowadays in the media. So, and that's understandable because the media is the media and they're, they can report what they want to report. So anyways, Mark, I want to get your thoughts on that first matchup, the Hornets versus the Pacers, and then I'll kind of get, give my quick thoughts and then we'll move on to the Celtics wizards matchup. So what do you think? Yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, I mean, honestly, these are two pretty mediocre teams. So, it's not the best of the best for the NBA, but it's. I think it still, still should be a pretty even game. I think the key will be what uh, which team defends better because um, the Hornets are a stronger defensive team and the Pacers have been really weak defensively. I think uh, I think the Hornets will end up winning this one. I, I just think they have more playmakers on offense and and uh, I don't know. I, I just think that the Pacers are kind of in a tough spot with so many injuries and they really can't get good chemistry playing together with all this, with all these injuries. So I think the Hornets will win this one and uh, yeah, it should be interesting. I don't think it'll be a blowout one way or the other. So it'll probably come down to the last few minutes. So what do you think? Adam? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, Mark there, as far as I think the Hornets will get it done. I think that they're a little bit more of a deeper team as far as health. So that's kind of the always, tricky part about some of these matchups as it gets towards the playoffs a lot of it is health and unfortunately in sports injuries are a reality that they happen and it depends on whether or not some of the key players are injured for teams that you're talking about for playoff matchups and like you mentioned the Pacers have had injuries Malcolm Brogdon a very key cog to what they do uh, in Indiana uh, has been hurt. Aaron Holiday, too, very good player. Karis LeVert, he's a scorer uh, as well that gets the job done when, he, when he's healthy. So I think just the amount of players that are have been in and out of the lineup, the, the potential chemistry as far as it might be good, but there's been a lot of players, too, that have been out of the lineup, and it's tough to get a stable group of players that, that works really well together. Granted, they're all on the same team, but just that that cohesiveness uh, sometimes can be up and down when you have injuries. Uh, and I think a lot of you listeners out there uh, for the podcast know kind of what I'm talking about. Uh, a lot of kind of, you know, 
very very good sports observers uh, kind of get what I'm what what I'm uh, kind of talking about. So that's kind of a rundown there. And the Hornets have done a really nice job of of really involving, obviously, the rookie Lamella Ball, who's very good. I believe he had an injury earlier in the season, but he's come back from that. I, I think he recovered from that earlier than expected, which is which is good to see. Any Anytime you can recover from an injury in and of itself, obviously, is great. But sooner than expected is, is awesome as well. So Terry Rozier, too, he, he's a guy that can score really quickly. Like, he's he's kind of like a microwave. You, you put him in the game, and he, he heats up fast, so to speak. So uh, th- there's been games where he can score 48-40. I mean, there's also games where he's, he's kind of streaky shooting, but some – a lot of players are like that, and and he came from the Celtics, so he he's had a pretty good career in his own right as well. And then Miles Bridges too; he's kind of a, a do it all big man for the Hornets. He can rebound, he can block block shots, he can score it. He he's kind of a nice uh, player player for them as well. So James Borrego's done a nice job for for the Hornets, and uh, I look for them to advance. Uh, although, like Mark mentioned, I agree with what Mark was saying about how I think it's going to be close. Anytime you get to the playoffs, a lot of games are, are going to be close for the most part. And granted, this is kind of the play-in tournament before the actual playoffs, but it kind of can, kind of you can consider it the playoffs as well in a way. So uh, the the two teams will be will be revved up, and also too, within all of this, you have to kind of keep in mind we're we're getting better with COVID, and COVID was was something last year that that affected things. They had to play in a bubble. And, and that so now with with COVID, although we're not towards the end of it, we're not we're not done with it. We're making strides, but we're not done with it. Uh, it, it it's allowed these teams to play in their own arena. And granted, there's there's some limits on. Obviously, they're not going to have 100 percent capacity yet, but they're kind of opening things up more and more gradually. So there will be fans and that'll be kind of a, another nice. Uh, X factor that you can look at uh, towards these playoff matchups because that's that's very real uh, in the playoffs. I mean, it's real in general in the regular season, but once you get to the playoffs, obviously the players are the ones that play the game and, and decide the game, but the fans can can be kind of a, a, a nice uh, little additional factor to things. So that's kind of our thoughts on that matchup, and then we will switch gears to the Celtics Wizards. So that game is tomorrow at 8 p.m. Central Time. And the Celtics are 16th in offense and 11th in defense. Jason Tatum is their best scorer, and they'll also need Kemba Walker and Marcus Smart to pick up the scoring. They obviously, unfortunately, had the injury to Jalen Brown. Uh, I believe he's out for the year now with an, an injury. Or if they they continue to, to keep going in the playoffs and, and they, they go farther than what a lot of people think. Although they are a good team, but seeding-wise, a lot of people kind of think they might get out of the playoffs a little, a little bit early because of where they're seeded. But it could shock some people as well. The best case for them is to get Jason or uh, Jill and Brown rather back maybe towards the end of their stretch run, but it sounds like he's going to be out for the rest of the year, unfortunately. And they're very average uh, defensively, not many threats in the paint. Uh, they traded Daniel Teese at the deadline, which I kind of was shocked. I mean, Daniel Teese isn't like a, an amazing player. Like he's not 
a star, but he's a really solid role player. I thought, I mean, they kind of gave up on him for to to Chicago, and I know that they're a lot smarter than I am. I mean, I'm just a guy on a podcast, but uh, they 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 kind of know uh, what what's what in Boston, and maybe there was something else that that affected things. But I thought maybe you keep Dan, Daniel T as kind of a nice big man to keep in your rotation, but they thought otherwise. So that's kind of the decision they made. And then the Celtics are also 10th in the three points percentage uh, and their home court should help. I mean, Boston's one of the most historic NBA franchises, TD garden and the playoffs, they get rubbed up. It's one of the best atmospheres there is, in my opinion, and a lot of other people probably think the same too. Uh, in that, so we'll see what happens. I imagine the Celtics might win this one. I, I think that they will. I think it'll be a good, good kind of little matchup between them and the Wizards. But I think that the Celtics will win and uh, get past the Wizards. And speaking of the Wizards, the Wizards, Bradley Beal's their most efficient offensive player. Russell Westbrook will fill the stat sheet. Rui Hachimura, Thomas Bryant, Davis Bertans are good secondary scorers. And they're very poor defensively. They are number one in the league in free throws, and they don't take many threes. And they're in the bottom half of the league in turnovers. So that's good. They're in the bottom half of the league in turnovers. A lot of times for NBA teams, turnovers can be a problem. But for them, they kind of keep very, be very sound in that area. So that's good. The fear for Boston, I imagine, is Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook go off, and they kind of decide things. But I think although Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook are very good in their own right, I just think Boston is a little bit deeper of a team, and they've been in the playoffs a little bit more than the Wizards in the past. Although some of the players for the the Wizards have been in the playoffs in the past, like Russell Westbrook's been on playoff teams before. But they do have a little bit of inexperience with Rui Hachimura, Thomas Bryant. Davis Bertans has been in the playoffs a few times back when he was, was the Spurs, but Overall, I think the Celtics are a little bit more experienced and uh, should be able to win slightly, although I think that this could be a very compelling series and definitely go down to the wire. Uh, but I'll side very slightly towards uh, Boston and, and picking them. So, Mark, what do you think? Yeah, this should be a pretty even matchup. I think if the Celtics had Jalen Brown and if they had their full team healthy, I would say the Celtics should probably easily win this. Uh, just based on the talent they have on the roster. But it will definitely be interesting. Uh, it's going to come down to the star players. And, yeah, obviously you know what you're going to get from Tatum and Kemba Walker. And you know for Washington what you're going to get from Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. But I think it's going to be up to the role players to decide this. Usually in the playoffs, role players can decide games towards the end. Something else to keep in mind, uh, Washington is actually the fastest pace team in the NBA so they go they get down the court they shoot they don't waste any time Boston is a slower team so whoever can dictate the tempo I think will be in control here I I think Celtics will win this probably maybe by between five and ten points but I think it should be pretty close and I would say out of the games that are the most entertaining out of the four playoff uh, out of the four playing games, I would say Lakers and Warriors would be the first, which we'll get to in a bit. And then I would say probably the Celtics-Wizards is the second most interesting. 
Third, I would say Spurs, Grizzlies, and then fourth, I would say the Hornets, Pacers. So I think uh, the Celtics was this one should be a good one. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, so I think uh, definitely a lot of good points there by you, Mark. And moving on to the Western Conference half of the play-in tournament. So first on May 19th, which is Wednesday of this week, at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, the Spurs play the Grizzlies, and it'll be a matchup between Greg Popovich, the head coach for the Spurs, and Taylor Jenkins, the head coach for the Grizzlies, and their teams. Uh, so pretty good matchup uh, for sure. The Spurs are 20th in offense, 19th in defense. DeMar DeRozan, DeJounte Murray, Derek White are their top scorers. Jakob Pertl is really good offensively uh, as well. Kind of a big man for them. Kind of very underrated. He's not a star or anything, but he definitely fills his role very well and has done pretty nice things for Greg Popovich and the Spurs uh, over his time with the Spurs. Lonnie Walker is good as well. They're one of the league's worst three-point shooting teams, and they don't turn the ball over much, which doesn't shock me or shouldn't shock anybody, uh, really because uh, Greg Popovich is really kind of into the fundamentals um, more than more than many other coaches. I mean, there's a lot of coaches that are into the fundamentals, but Greg Popovich is kind of a guy that really stretches that, that's for sure. And, uh, I mean, they had a guy that played for them for, for many years. That's That was Tim Duncan. His nickname was Mr. Fundamental. So that's kind of how it is for them. They like to do the fundamentals and that. So that is kind of a rundown on the Spurs and the three-point shooting could cost them. I mean, they might be a little bit uh, where the, the they struggle a little bit that in that area and that really kind of costs them, but I think that they're very gritty. They're a pretty good defensive team overall and maybe that they could be very pesky against the Grizzlies and Speaking of the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are 16th in offense, 15th in defense. They're very balanced scoring with uh, Dylan Brooks on the wing and John Morant uh, as well. Jonas Valanciunas, very pleasant surprise. Uh, And everyone is a plus defender besides John Morant. uh, And they're first in steals. So this should be a good matchup. I want to pick the Spurs just because they have Greg Popovich, but I'm think I'm going to very slightly choose the uh, Grizzlies. I think that they are going to get it done. And uh, I just think that John Morant is kind of the the player that, that's going to really be a big factor in the series. I mean, he's a young point guard. He's a, he's a very good point guard, uh, that's for sure. And uh, he definitely gets it done on a lot of levels of the basketball court. He's really good all around. So, I just think that he'll he'll kind of carry the Grizzlies in the series, and then they do have pretty good complementary players as well. And uh, kind of underrated matchup too is Valanciunas. I think that he's going to do very well uh, on the boards. I think Jakob Pertl is pretty good for the Spurs as far as being a, a a player that that does the dirty work for them. But although while Marcus Aldridge Aldridge retired because of of for his reasons that he had, I believe. Uh, one was his health, which I hope that uh, he gets that squared away and everything's good with him. Uh, that's for sure, and definitely made made the made the best call for him. Uh, but not having him in the series 
or not having him on their team anymore uh, could be kind of a, a definite factor as far as a, a score that they had earlier in the season at the younger parts of the season and not having him and kind of adjusting to that. And granted, they've done a little bit of adjusting so far without him, but uh, in the playoffs, I think that not having him will be uh, a factor. They do have pretty good players like DeRozan and Murray and White, but I just think that the Wizard or the rather the Grizzlies will be too much too much uh, to to handle as far as as far as that goes. So I think it'll be a close matchup, but I'm gonna side a little bit more with the Grizzlies. Although Greg Popovich, very good coach, one of the best. Uh, his his tendencies, his his amount of adjusting and everything, preparations. He could be a better preparer. And he probably will be a better preparer. I mean, Taylor Jenkins is a good coach in his own right. He's done a lot of great things, but he's no Greg Popovich. So I think that the Spurs will be – both teams will be prepared, but I think that the Spurs will be a little bit more so just because they have Coach Pop. But John Morant is going to get it done, I feel, and the Grizzlies are going to advance. But we'll see what happens. Mark, your thoughts. Yeah, so this is another pretty even matchup. And, uh, yeah, I agree with you. The Spurs, they have a couple guys in their team that have more uh, playoff experience than people on the the Grizzlies. Grizzlies are more of a younger team. Spurs are more of an older team. But I don't know. I'll go with the Grizzlies just because the Spurs are sometimes kind of hard to watch on offense. They don't have tons of playmakers besides DeMar DeRozan. Um, I feel like the Grizzlies have more shooting options. I think John Morant will be this will be maybe his uh, national national uh, introduction to fans across the NBA who don't really get to see him that much. So I think he'll be ready to play. I think this will be a close one too. I'll I'll take the Grizzlies probably by about five points. I would say and uh, should come down to the wire. But yeah, I think it'll be pretty uh, pre- pretty evenly matchup. Uh, game and uh, i'll hand it over to adam yeah uh great thoughts there by you mark as always and moving on and closing out another edition of my podcast for big a sports show we will round it up with the lakers warriors and that game is going to be the later game of the two uh the game after the the grizzlies and the spurs on wednesday the 19th of may at 9 p.m. Central Time. And the Lakers-Warriors, really kind of a juicy matchup here uh, between the Lakers, who have LeBron, Anthony Davis, uh, the reigning champs from last year. They're they're loaded, but they've kind of had some injuries, and a lot of people think, oh, the, the Lakers, they, they should be a top seed in the West. Well, you're probably right, but they have had a lot of injuries, and they're kind of, a team that that goes towards the playoffs and they kind of know what they have with with the guys that they have as far as health and know that when they get to the playoffs, all the teams are really good in the playoffs, but they're the Lakers and they have LeBron and Anthony Davis who are probably the top two for any team in the playoffs just because of how great they are, although there's other good tandems out there as well. So they're the probably the best duo in the league between offense and defense. Uh, and they have a veteran supporting cast, uh, most of them are returning players from last year's finals team. And they also added Andre Drummond 
uh, instead of JaVale McGee, who was on last year's team, and Dennis Schroeder, uh, who's on this year's team, and they don't have Rajon Rondo anymore. But they also added uh, players like Wes Matthews, who he's been all right uh, for, for the Lakers. I, I think that they're maybe a little bit underwhelmed by him as far as they thought that they would get that he would give them a little bit more. Uh, but he's also kind of getting up there in age. So sometimes that, that can be a factor, although he's still a pretty good role player in his own right, but that's kind of a rundown on the Lakers and then the Warriors uh, Curry's, I mean, he's a one man wrecking crew offensively. He, he does great things offensively. And I think, although I'm a huge Bucks fan or huge Bucks fans on this podcast, and we think that Giannis Adetokounmpo is the MVP because he's been the MVP before and reigning MVP, and he's done great things and will always do great things for the Bucks. But I, I would slightly give the MVP award to the to the uh, Curry and the Warriors or Curry rather, because he has done amazing things. And yeah, Giannis has been great for the Bucks, but if you take away Giannis from the Bucks, yeah, they're they're not they're not as good, but I think that they're still they would still be a little bit higher seated than the Lakers or the, rather the Warriors. So I think that Curry's made all the difference for the Warriors and continues to be great for them. And there's lots of pressure on him to the score. I mean, he gets double and triple team, and he still finds ways to to make incredible shots. So Draymond Green is also uh, pretty def- decent defensively. Uh, not much of a score anymore, but definitely a pretty good. Uh, player that grinds very, very well on the defensive end and that, and not much scoring off their bench, uh, but they don't have tons of size and they're guarding uh, Anthony Davis will be a problem. And they turn the ball over a lot, lot, which isn't great. They also have James Wiseman who got hurt. So he won't be there in the series, but the young rookie big man who's shown great things, uh, unfortunately got hurt. And I believe he's out for the year, Uh, but he's got really good, future ahead of him. He's, he's really good. Uh, I believe he was the second pick of the draft for the Warriors uh, as far as the second overall pick. So should be a good matchup. I'm going to be boring and be another person that picks the Lakers just because they're the Lakers. But I would expect this to be a good series. I think Steve Kerr is also an X factor. I think he can coach really well. A lot of people kind of thought that, hey, maybe he's, he's kind of riding on the coattails of, of, Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry and and Clay Thompson and everybody, but no, he's he's shown a great job of just being a really good coach, and he got he's gotten this team to the playoffs, and that's really good. I mean, they're a good team, but maybe nobody thought before the season they're a playoff team, and they are a playoff team, and in large part that's due to Curry, but it's also in large part due to Steve Kerr and how great of a coach he is. I think you can say he's one of the younger. Coaches, that's very good and does a really good job. He's really good at his job. So, Mark, uh, I'm going to side with the Lakers, but I think it should be a very compelling series, uh, and it should be a close series. And Curry is going to make a lot of difference, but the Lakers' depth uh, and balance should win out. So what are your thoughts as we wrap up? Yeah, I would agree uh, that the Lakers definitely should be favored in this matchup. Um, something interesting with the Lakers, LeBron and AD do a lot of the heavy lifting offensively, and the rest of their players are actually more defensively oriented versus offense. So they're probably going to uh, put that to use against Curry, and it'll be interesting to see who they have guarding him, whether it be 
uh, Schroeder or maybe Alex Caruso. They're not going to stop Curry completely. They're going to try to contain him. The Warriors really need someone else to step up offensively besides Curry, maybe Andrew Wiggins. Um, Kelly Oubre is out with an injury, so they don't have many other options besides Wiggins. I think it depends on what Curry does. I think it'll be close for a while, but the Lakers will probably end up playing away. And um, I still think the Warriors could win the second matchup if they play like the Grizzlies or the uh, Spurs. I think the Grizz- the Warriors could win that, but I don't think they're going to beat the Lakers. So hopefully it's a good game, at least competitive for a while. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, – I'm sure the TV networks are happy about this one. Uh, LeBron and, and Curry and Davis, some of the, the best players in the NBA. And I would agree, Adam – that Curry definitely deserves MVP consideration because if it was not for him, I don't think I think the Warriors might be one of the three or four worst teams in the league. So that's what I think on that one. Very good, and uh, that'll about do it though for another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host Adam Van Handel. Thank you, Mark, for being on another edition, and uh, we'll have countless other editions in the future that uh, I'll, I'll try to get Mark on and as well as all the other podcasts that I do kind of solo by myself, uh, as, as well as getting other guests too on, on the podcast. Uh, so always looking for as many ways to make my podcast uh, as good as it can be. So I think that the listening support, like I mentioned before, has been great, and I always look forward to continue. And if you want to mention to other people to get the other people listening to the podcast, that'd be awesome. And uh, we are always looking to continue to keep growing this thing. Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Andel. I hope you enjoyed, enjoyed another edition, and we'll have many more in the future. And if you missed any of my podcasts, listen back in the archives. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you.